Good morning, Mosaic. Today we're thankful for cookies. Hear the angels and 
Mosaic, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for the rest of this year? What are you hoping for yourself, for your friends, your family members, your loved ones? This year, in this Advent season, I am hoping for hope. And I feel a little bit silly saying that. I feel like the genie's gonna pop out of somewhere and say, you can't wish for more wishes. But it's true, I'm hoping for hope. And it, made me start to think about that song that we sing as kids. Love is something if you give it away. Gave it away, gave it away. Love is something if you give it away, you end up having more. And this season, I wanna hope that by choosing to hope, choosing to hope in the Lord's faithfulness and in the Lord's loving kindness, that more hope will spring out from the depths. When you feel like you're reaching for that last drop of strength or patience or hope. I hope for us all that the Lord looks on us and smiles and that we feel the Lord's hope flooding us. So let's sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and usher in some hope for us. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely Thank you. 
May you feel a little more hope this morning. Our scripture reading is coming from the book of Isaiah, the ninth chapter. We'll read the second verse and then verses six and seven. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Please join me in the reading of our Advent prayer. Lord, you are the light of the world. Heavenly Father, we long for your plan of rescue and redemption to be realized 
Give us hearts that see your beauty and wait in hope for you to make all things good and new again. May your light and love shine brightly in our hearts, spreading hope and peace to those around us. And all together we say, Amen. Hi, Mosaic family and friends. It's me, Melissa. And who do we have here? Sam. James. Okay. We're so glad to be with you this morning. And as you may know by now, today is the first Sunday of Advent, and we are celebrating the theme of hope. So we wanted to share with you what we are hopeful for this season. We wrote our hopes down on these paper stars, and I'll, I'll begin by sharing mine. I'm holding hope that we will all help to create a world that is safe and fair for Black, Indigenous, and people of color. All right, James, do you wanna share what you're hopeful for? I have one that my dad did too. So for my first one, I did. I am hopeful for everyone to get a vaccine and to end COVID-19. So this is my star. I love it. All right, and you wanna share what daddy wrote? It says, I hope people stay connected even when they are alone. And this is his star. It's beautiful. Thanks, James. All right, Sam. Nice and loud so everyone can hear you. What are you hopeful for? I hope for no COVID. I hope for no COVID. And can you show everybody your star? It's okay. All right, Mosaic friends. Have a blessed week. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all my years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of men.
shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Good morning. Our sermon today is just going to come from just a few verses of scripture that I think are really important and have something to say to us. I'm going to read um, the book of Luke, the second chapter from the uh, NIV version, uh, just verses 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and cloths and lying in a manger. This will be a sign to you You'll find this baby. When you're waiting for someone to come to your rescue, when you've been pouring out your heart about the oppression that you have been going through, when I think about the people who lived in that time, You've been asking God to send a Messiah, a rescuer. The last thing, the first thing you're looking for is a man with military might. Someone who demands attention. Someone who carries an air of authority. But their prayer was answered. this first sign. Their prayer was answered with a baby. Not in might, not in power did God come. But God came in vulnerability. That was not quite what they were asking for. Would it lead to something in the future? Of course it would. Of course his life would lead to that. But the answer to the prayer was not God coming crashing in at the moment, but the answer to the prayers that had been prayed for hundreds and thousands of years were answered. This will be assigned to you you'll find a babe. First thing, you'll find a babe. Not a strong, mighty man. Not military might. Incredible cunning. Not one who you looked at and thought, oh, I'll follow him. But a babe who had to struggle and fight his way through the birth canal. A babe who had to be nursed at his mother's breast. A baby. 
that wasn't quite the image. But this was the answer that God gave them. This will be a sign to you. A babe. God in vulnerability. Now the second thing he said was, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths. Again, not quite maybe what the people were looking for. Someone who was wrapped in rags. Parents didn't have any means, any resources to take care of him. The only thing that they had to wrap him in were pieces of cloth to swaddle the baby in. This is our sign. A God who would come to rescue, a savior, but his entrance was with vulnerability and not with might. How often have the Psalms said, God, show us your might, show us your mighty hand. Lord, intercede for me, stop my enemies. And here is the presentation of God's answer. This is your sign. Vulnerability. A vulnerable God entering the world. Third thing, babe wrapped in rags, lying in a manger, lying in a trough, a trough that was meant to put food in for animals in the barn to eat out of. I mean, this, this is the humblest estate that someone can come in, but yet we were looking to this person to be the rescuer of the world, the one who would help us ascertain our dreams, the one who would set things in order and end oppression, the one who would make everything all right for me and for you. And again, God says, this will be a sign. God will enter the world. Hope will enter the world. You'll be able to dream again, and your potential and your expectations will grow. But they are defied by the way you and I can imagine our dreams being answered. Because they didn't come with this mighty man who can knock people out of the way and set things in order. It didn't come in the form of a wonderful person who had such speaking abilities that they, they just mesmerized. It came in the form of a baby wrapped in rags whose parents put him in a trough. Surrounded in a barn with waste from the animals, the smell of animals. This humble estate, God entered the world to save us. And the thing that I can't shake loose from is that God made God's self incredibly vulnerable. God, who created everything, entered into creation. 
as a child. God placed God's self in the hands of the very creation, the humans that God created, into our hands for our care, for our nourishment, for our development. And it just reminds me again that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. For even as God entered the world in vulnerability, I am reminded that the first humans entered the world in vulnerability as well. And what did the scripture say about them? The scripture said that they were naked. They were exposed before God without shame. And what I see in this image, this sign that God has given us is that this baby came naked, without esteem, without power, without prestige, naked, and was not ashamed. The restoration of hope for us is that you and I can enter back into the world from wherever we are currently and not be clothed in shame. And that the secret sign of the beginning of the experience of salvation is being vulnerable which is such a contradiction. My heart, I believe, I don't want to, but I believe that I am safest behind the walls I erect. But the beginning of salvation, the sign of salvation is you will find a baby who has nothing, with parents who have nothing to give him. And he will say, You and I are born with whatever we have in the midst of a divided nation, in the midst of the pandemic that's still here. Dealing with this next wave, I don't know if it's the first one, the second one, or the 37th one, and I don't care. I just know I don't like it right now. I, my patience is thinner. And I am reminded of my need for this sign, this sign that shall be unto me. I will find my salvation in looking, beholding, and reflecting upon a vulnerable God who could wipe everything out, could have, but chose instead of starting over to enter in and know that even though he was placing himself in the hands of humanity, some would say a failed humanity, a flawed humanity, that things would be okay because of what's in humanity. He was light. And light entered into a time when there was no light. There was loss and separation. And darkness 
couldn't overcome. There is something about vulnerability that brings light. An overpowering light, a light that reveals the presence of God. And he was that light. And it wasn't about me obtaining, and it's not today, about me obtaining a bunch of stuff in the world. It's not about my right for work, my right for integrity, my right for this, my right for that. It's not something that I grasp at. But emptying myself of all I think I have a right to, I stand before God and what God has said is right and good for me. This will be a sign. And as I said in weeks prior, I latch on to the one who's able, the one who's able to produce the good, not to get the good that's produced, the stuff. I can get stuff. Evil people get stuff all the time. But when I get Nothing is impossible. And there's no good thing that will be withheld from me. Because I know him, the vulnerable God who began his life on this earth in vulnerability, who calls me to the same vulnerability, trusting and the promise, this hope, that he who began a good work in my life and in yours, he's able, he's able to do it. Hold this treasure of hope in your heart and pray with me. Our mother God, Help us today to not hide behind walls we erect ourselves that we falsely believe will protect us somehow. Help us, God, because it's only you that can do this. Help us, Lord, to lower those walls and to embrace vulnerability. Give us wisdom, of course, on how much to show, when to show. But Lord, we thank you for a seed of faith that we have. We place our trust in you, knowing that this, this truth, that hope entered the world through vulnerability. And so we ask that you help us to continue hope through our vulnerability, modeling Christ, that we have nothing without you, but with you. You are everything. Just that simple. We thank you for this first day, the promise that you began this work in us, that you've called us to vulnerability, that we can have this relationship. Be glorified and help us in the course of this week, 
as we think about a vulnerable God at the mercy of his creation. In Jesus' name. So I only have a couple of announcements for you today. Um, the first is, um, as a church community, we want to honor what's uh, taking place in our city and listen to our government officials. And so one of the things that has come down the pipe is the necessity for us to stay home as much as we can. And so as we were receiving these notifications, just like you were receiving, the Council of Mosaic got together and we, we talked about what we should do as a response as a church community. And the thing that we want to do is keep our community safe, to keep each other safe. And so we've committed to some of the following things. We're saying that no one, only one person can be in the church building at a time unless you're with your family, you live with. Oh, my son is here with me today filming. So one family at a time, one person at a time in our building. We are not having any more gatherings in groups. Some, some small groups were meeting up and doing things outside, which was a beautiful thing. But we want to hold off on that. And we want to respect the six weeks, now five or four weeks left um, in trying to decrease 
could put a dent in this COVID infections going on. And I want to encourage you. I want you to have a beautiful Thanksgiving. And I want you to remember too that the gift that we give one another is safety. And sometimes that gift is hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. But we need to spend time isolated, separated again. Nobody's going to close down the city. I don't believe that's going to happen. They're asking us to care enough about each other, to have the self-discipline to do it. And so I ask that of you. If you need anything here, I'm like the point person. So you can reach me, angel at mosaicphiladelphia.org. And we can, if you need to get in the building, we can make sure you have a way access to it. We need to bring something to you, we can. Um, and I'm here, we're here for each other. And so if there's a need, we can help meet that. Second announcement. Um, Christmas is a time of giving. We always say that, but it, it really is. And uh, we say things like it's better to give than to receive. Um, I don't agree with that I do not. I think that giving and receiving are two sides of a, a, a math equation. And that there are times when I'm on the side that I need. And so I need to know how to receive. And then there are other times when I can be on the giving side. And in the course of my lifetime, that thing comes into balance so that I try not to have any shame in my game. Honestly, there have been times in my life when I needed people to help me, to help me with my kids, to help with some unexpected expenses, to help me get started in, in my life in new ways. And I am so grateful. Um, I would not have, we, Robbie and I would have never been able to buy our first home if it hadn't been for the gifts of church people who, when we were thinking we couldn't get it, came to the church and put down cash and checks. We knew nothing of it. They decided to do it. And we just watched family after family came in with money and put it on the counter for us. So again, I'm humbled at the love. And so when I talk about giving, that's what I mean. Giving in terms of loving each other. So it's hard when you haven't been on the end where you needed to receive it. I want to encourage you that some, some of us have been out of work for weeks or found jobs that we're making even less. So I want you to know that if you have a need and we can help, it would be awful for us not to love you in the way we can. And it, for me, I don't have any issues with power dynamics and all that kind of stuff that somebody gave to me. Maybe in some other communities that's an issue. But I want you to understand, when we give gifts, it's because we love and we want to support you. And so, we love you. 
We believe in you. We want to stand with you. And we want to help where we can. We can't do everything. There's some pieces that we can. So we want to do those. So know that and be blessed by it. We thank you. The known needs for Thanksgiving have been met. Thank you, family. There are the known needs for Christmas right now, things we know about. I think we've met those as well. Thank you, and thank you for efforts that came through Melissa. So, again, our needs can be met through our community. Because God is here. Vulnerable God, dealing with people who are often vulnerable, and helping us to be naked, not ashamed be exposed, but not tormented and, 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 and rebuffed, but to know that when we're open, God is open to us. So, I pray you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll continue with our services and put up more decorations as we go. We try to make the services more interesting and in short, and hope to see you soon. May God bless you. Hi, Mosaic family. It's Joy Howard. I just want to leave you with a couple of thoughts as a benediction for this morning. Do you ever feel like it would have been so much easier to follow God if we'd been alive when the Bible was being written? We sit in silence for long periods of time, or at least I do sometimes, hoping that God will say something, but often we're left, left wondering we're just hearing our own thoughts. Some of us have tried going on retreats and cabins in the woods and we fill up journals, but it's still sometimes really hard to know when you've heard from God. It's easy to wish that you could have been one of those people in the Bible who God spoke to through angels or through thunder or burning bushes. A relationship with God has always required faith, I guess. Sometimes we reimagine the stories in the Bible and it seems so much easier to follow Jesus in our revised version that we make up. But at this time of year, I think about what it must have been like for Joseph and for Mary. When Mary told Joseph that she was going to have a baby, he had not heard anything yet from any angels. There was no sign from God that a virgin birth was going to be God's plan, no awareness of all of the miracles to come. And I'm bet, I bet it was just a big mess. I bet it felt like just a really big mess to Joseph. And so I start thinking, yeah, when things get weird, maybe we can try to be just a little bit more patient, hang on just a little bit more. Joseph held on for the ride when things didn't make sense because he loved Mary and he trusted God. And so he hung on. And life is full of these kind of loops where we just have to hang on and we never have all the answers that we want when we need them or I don't have them when I think I need them. Trusting in God when you don't have all the answers is exactly how Joseph Welcome Jesus into the world. And this week, 
maybe we can try to all welcome him every day in the same way. We just hang on a little bit longer, have a little bit more patience, and welcome Jesus into each day.